Okay, we're recording now. You're scared. Are you scared? Are you scared? I'm scared. Because <gasps> I know what the topic is. <laughs> Today. Sorry, all I can think about is that sticky note that says, you want to hear the scariest thing? And then someone knocked on the door and you went. <gasps> <laughs> the scariest thing is a stranger knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> stranger to the scariest thing. I know. Oh man! If you weren't, if you weren't there, I would just like go upstairs and go into my room and close <laughs> I the have door. To go. I have to go. Goodbye. I can't. I can't know. I can't know who's at the door. I can't have them know I'm here. <laughs> I have to hide. Anyway, welcome to hysterical <laughs> history. His- we're hysterical history. We're hysterical and history and scared and scared of strangers. <laughs> Stranger dangers. All I can think about is the Stranger Things, like, fake theme song uh-huh. that they made for the bad lip reading. Don't take candy from a stranger. <laughs> it's the greatest song I've ever oh, heard. Oh, no. Anyway. That, said, that's Alexis. I'm Alexis. That's Haley over there. I'm Haley. And you know what we're talking about today? Guns and Roses. War of the Roses. War of the Roses. War of the Roses. Roses. War of the Roses. Roses. War of the Roses. War of the Roses. War of Roses. War of Roses. When does it get bad? When is a joke not funny anymore? Not yet. Oh, it's well, I'm done with it. See, it's not funny now, but... That's that's the Haley trick. You gotta keep going. Yeah, that's how I know it's bad. You gotta keep going until it comes back around. Haley doesn't know when the joke. No, no, stop. no. There's there's the one. There's I don't. I have to cut this. Out. <laughs> anyway, don't leave it. Today we're talking about war. The War of the Roses, also known as the Cousins' War, also known as Game of Roses, also known as Wars of the Roses. Although personally, I think it's one war and the battles are just really spaced out. Also known as Throne of Wars. <laughs> and in case you're wondering why we were singing it to the Game of Thrones theme, um, it will make sense very soon. Uh, a lot of the material and the characters in Game of Thrones were almost directly taken out of the War of the Roses. It's almost like someone wasn't, like, that good of a writer, and they just, like... Oh, snap! And they just, like, took a history book and changed some of the names around. I mean, it's not exact, and I do think Game of Thrones, in obviously with a lot of things, is more interesting, just, mm-hmm. like, because they have dragons and stuff. I mean, so that's they're... more fun. There are dragons. And witches. But and I really like magic and dragons. That's so true. That's always an improvement to me. Yeah. And it's not exact. Like, some of the matches, I watched this video where it was like, this person's this person. And I was like, I guess, yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, interesting to me that some of the people who in Game of Thrones you would consider the villains, I don't consider the villains here. Mm-hmm. But you'll see similarities very soon. In the IRL. In the real life. Um, and I want you to guess who's who. Oh, no. Some of them are obvious, and some of them I'll, like, tell you. Sure. But, and most of the characters aren't here. It's just some of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And only a few. Yeah. So, uh, I want to start off with saying thank you to Evan Andrews, because he wrote uh, Nine Things You Should Know About the War of the Roses, 
on uh, history.com. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of my information from there. So thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. You nailed it. You did it. Also, War of the Roses by history.com staff. It doesn't say who it is. So All, it took it's it took a village. History.com had three articles about the War of the Roses. Yeah. They had the nine things you should know. They had just the straight up War of the Roses and they had like this day in history it happened. Here's some more stuff. So, they love it. They're, like, so into it. They're milking the War of the Roses for all it's worth. They're, like, milking it real good. They're getting some rose milk. (laughs) Anyway, um, so the two main families in the War of the Roses who are having problems are the House of York. Starks. Yes. And the House of Lancasters. The Lancasters. No. (laughs) Lannisters. There we go. Um, Basically the same word. And I want you to know, I don't care about this, for, but for all the real strong history buffs of this time, they are both members of the age-old royal Plantagenet family. Yeah. Great. It always sounds like a kind of wart. Yeah, it's not good. Sorry, England. Like planner's warts. Yeah. Yeah. Your thing sounds like a disease. Anyway, so the, the idea is um, there is a dispute for the throne People get sick, and then people kill each other trying to be in charge. Sure. Is the basic of it. Yeah, like you do. But you always have to go... The the thing when you write history papers or you tell history stories, it's like you have to go before. Yeah. Before the thing to find out what causes the thing. You gotta have context. And Haley, what causes, um, like arguments about who should ascend to the throne? How does that work? You don't have a clear line of succession. That's right. You have a void of power, and then everyone (laughs) loses their minds. Something weird happened, and so the people who should have been next aren't next. And then, what? What do you do? You You gotta murder everyone. You kill your (laughs) siblings. You gotta murder everyone. So we're gonna go back to 1377. Uh Uh-huh. Most of this war takes place in the, like, mid-1400s, so this is a while back. It's weird in my mind. I always think it's, like, later than it is. No, it's pretty early. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But, it, like, I think about it, I'm like, it's, oh, it's, like, way back. But I'm like, but when would it have taken place if right. not then? No, because it has to set up for the Tudors. Right. So it's got to be right then. Because it's, like, only one Tudor before uh, Henry VIII. Right. It's just Henry VII. So. <laughs> yeah. It's real close to the Elizabethan era. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so King Edward III dies in 1377. Um, however, we have a problem because his oldest son died the year before. You hecked up. So usually mm-hmm. it goes to the oldest son. His oldest son is dead. So wh- who normally gets it now? The next son. The next oldest son. Mm-hmm. And he has spares. He's got three. You gotta have spares. He's got, he's got four sons. That's a lot. It's good. You're gonna need all of them because so the they're, they're all gonna die. <laughs> and he has three more. <laughs> this is why you have so many sons when you're royalty. But this is like an easy line of succession. This yeah. is easy, like, that shouldn't, this shouldn't cause a problem. Right. Sometimes it gets weird, but this isn't weird. But instead mm-hmm. of picking either of his three remaining alive sons, um, he gives the crown to his oldest son's son, King Richard II. You fool. Who, you would assume, since he uh, didn't outlive his father, his son is quite young. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it makes sense. I guess. If he's old enough. Um, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like 10. Like, it would... Oh my gosh, it's... Like, sure, I guess. <laughs> 
But they're not going to like it. No. He's not old enough to fight back. And this is the reason why we have a war for like 30 years. (laughs) And so many Uh, problems and people die. Because, you know, like, even if he had picked his second son, Mm -hmm. his his grandson eventually might have been like, hey, wait a second. Sure, but like... Not for maybe. A, not for a while. Right. And like once again, it's a maybe. Because maybe yeah. he's just like, well, I don't need to be king. Like I'm in the royal family and it's fine. Right. Who cares? My uncle's king, whatever. Yeah. You still get like the prettiest women to marry and like the best land and you have a whole bunch of money. Man, so. some people don't some people don't care about babes. Well, some people don't care about power either. <laughs> you know? Those, maybe he just wanted a girl. Those weirdos. We'll never know. We'll never know. Maybe he wanted a guy. We'll never know. But because Richard is only 10 years old, yeah. Richard II, mm-hmm. I'm going to try my hardest to make it clear who this person is. Because yeah. a lot of these people have the exact same name. They're all Richard or Henry or something. So, yeah. Richard II is 10. So mm-hmm. his uncle, John of Gaunt... Duke of Lancaster, haha, Lancaster, rules the country, right? Because you have to have an adult yes. doing things. As we've as we've discussed, it's not good when you put a child on any throne. And let them have, like, full reign of anything. Right. Um, this, I don't think this is how it's supposed to be as far as, like, characters, but uh, Richard II mostly reminds me of Tommen. Okay, sure. Um, just like a kid, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's just kind of there. And so, like, ba- and like when that happens, basically, Cersei's in charge, his mom's in charge. Yeah. And so, right now, basically, his uncle's in charge. He's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so he's ruling, but then Richard, uh, the boy, gets deposed by his cousin, Henry IV, in 1399. So, by then, he's, like, 30? Oh. 20 or 30? A long time later. He's older. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, this is like 20 years after the king, other king dies. Okay. So he's like 30, and then the guy's like, no, me, I'm king now. Um, because in 1399, John of Gaunt died. Mm. And Richard II, who was king, who's now an, and is an adult, so he can do his own thing, um, tries to confiscate the land that John of Gaunt owned. Oh. So he's like, that's my land now because you're dead. And I'm okay. king. Sure. And so John of Gaunt's son, Henry IV, uh, gets an army and makes him surrender and he takes a throne and becomes king. Sure. Like Which you do. Which is fair. Like you do. He shouldn't have tried to steal your family's land because that belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like in in like general law, if your dad dies and you he has a son who's old enough, he's going to get that land. On the other hand. It doesn't default. Doesn't the king own everything? Technically. But now Henry the Fourth's king, so it's, suck it. It's not good kingly practice if you're no. if your like vassals are doing good to just like take their stuff. Nope, they're and not especially g- when they have sons who will fight you for it <laughs> right. and have claims to the throne. This is the right. problem. You, Don't do that. Don't do that. You idiot. That wasn't like a good move. So Richard gets imprisoned in Pontefract Castle and mysteriously dies in 1400. <laughs> mysteriously, yeah. Bye. Who knew? In February of 1400. <laughs> Goodbye. If you've ever read Shakespeare, mm-hmm. so that was Henry the Fourth. Now we're on to Henry the Fifth. Yes, the the important Henry. And these are the Henrys that yes. we are t- that 
you know, Shakespeare's talking about. Yes. And when he writes the plays. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what he writes is not exactly what happens. No, it's all propaganda. It's similar. <laughs> because we all know who his, uh, who he's writing to. Yes. He's, um, he's writing to Elizabeth. And that's the thing. A lot of people online have a lot of feelings about these people. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me just because it's like... A lot of the sources aren't super trustworthy because there's so many changes in power that mm-hmm. like they are very biased and then it's and then it's seen at the end by an overall lens of like who wins. Of course. So that changes everything too. Mm-hmm. So it is weird. Um but anyway, Henry V is a good dude. Yeah. Generally. He's a strong ruler. He executes Richard Earl of Cambridge for plotting um to put Yorkists on the throne. So, Henry V and Henry IV, right, they're Lancasters. So that's one of the sons' mm-hmm. lines. Yes. Uh, Yorkists are a different one because they're the Duke of Lancaster, Duke of York. And so this guy's like, I'm going to put a Yorkist up there. And he's like, kill him. Nope. So now he's dead. And then they invade France. Like you do. Why not? I mean, that's how you get all the good speeches. And the famous Battle of yeah. Agincourt. Yeah. Man, freaking, I watched, I was in a Shakespeare class when I was in college. Yeah. And when we watched um, the Kenneth Branagh, Henry V, and they dump out those tennis balls, I was like, holy jeez, like, (laughs) what a sick burn. I know. Holy, you want to play some games? (laughs) Tennis balls. It's incredible. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's It's the best, like, I was like, why didn't we read this in high school. Right. Because we always... I read Romeo and Juliet like three times. It's so boring. It is. It's just not even that good of a play. So, get over it. Right. And then I like we read Taming of the Shrew, and I was like, why didn't we read this in high school? I know. <laughs> I was lucky, though, because we did do Midsummer Night's Dream when, sure. I, when I was in middle school. Yeah. Technically, but I was in the play in high school. So, I knew there were other things. He does better. He does other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... So, Battle of Agincourt, we all know, super bloody, terrible, English win. Yeah. Um, and then Normandy and Rouen for England. Uh, in 1420, he marries uh, the daughter of the King of France, uh, because that's how you settle problems. Yes. Disagreements. You marry someone from there, and then everything is good. Now we are connected. Leave us alone. <laughs> Do your thing over there. Right. So... Um, and they agree that their children are going to both be heirs of England and France. Uh, I'm sure that's going to work out really well. Right? That's what the history books tell me. It's all one kingdom, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Aren't they aligned and best friends and <laughs> right. connected? Yeah. No. Right? <laughs> so when Henry V dies, uh, he, in 1422, he dies of dysentery, which is... On the Oregon Trail. A co- yeah. It was a common death at this time. <laughs> Um, and then who becomes king? Of course. Uh, the next one. Henry the Sixth. Yes. Yes, of course. Whatever um, number we're on. Yes. It's, it's like a, <laughs> it's like one of those Gashapon games, yeah. you know. Put in a coin and a new Henry pops out. That's right. Exactly. And so he succeeds his father. Um, however, he is only nine months old. He's not, like, great at doing king stuff. <laughs> so, uh, problem. He's not. Right, yeah. we were worried about a 10-year-old, and this one isn't even a year old. They have a different set of problems. This is an issue. <laughs> they can't, like, change their own diapers um, yet. They're not great at being king. And soon, um, England loses France because of who? 
I mean, it's probably that like nine month old baby they have on the throne. Oh well, no, because Joan of Arc. Oh yeah, she saves France from the English. Yeah, and now they aren't owned by them anymore. Does it's all they, coming together? Do they have a Joan in Game of Thrones? Like a Joan of Arc character? Yeah. No, because they don't have. I don't feel like they have a land that's taken over by other people. They don't really, really. have a, like a France. No. It's all England, like yeah. only, basically. Right. It's like and then England like, and then the other the islands, right? Nearby, the rest of the world. It's like Great Britain, <laughs> but they import like Mongolia right. and there. Uh, but no, they don't really have a France to compete against. I don't think they have a Joan of Arc. Yeah. I guess the closest would be like Danieris, but like not really. Not really. Anyway, it's a bad time for England because now their king is a baby. And they were supposed to own France, but they don't own that anymore. Joan was so much cooler. Which is why they killed her. Yeah. Um, And now, what do we do? Like, we just lost a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like, and now those battles with Henry V almost feel, like, meaningless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we lost so many people. Like, Agincourt is one of the bloodiest battles in, like, history of, Mm, of the time. Nasty. And... Like, so many people died, and it was so much effort for them to get a hold in France, and then now it's just gone. Right. There's a reason why, like, it's not attempted a lot. No. And why it never sticks. And doesn't work. It's like, he (laughs) either way. Yeah. Never works. Like, it it worked once. (laughs) Yeah. When France took over England. That's it. One time. It. And they will never let you forget it. 1066. like oh yeah last time we were invaded was 1066 that's like yeah by me (laughs) that was me i did that remember when (laughs) anyway so joan of arc's a badass and takes over and um now england is crying and sad and so but henry the sixth stays king um at this time and he grows up and in 1445 so it's like 33 years later or 23 years later. I can math. 23 years later. You do um, the math. We're history people. He marries um, Margaret of Anjou, and she is a French woman. Mm. That's why I said it that way. Mm. Not Anjou. 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 Um, uh, but I want to read you a quote. A noble and strong-willed French woman whose ambition and political savvy overshadow her husband's. <laughs> Who's Margaret supposed to be? <laughs> Do you think? Oh, gosh. I don't remember her name. The the hot one. Cersei. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, I, I actually, I was, I actually was almost going to say, I mean, it's definitely Cersei. Who was I thinking yes. of, though? Marjorie. Marjorie. Because their names are similar? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just why. Cause she, yeah, doesn't, she doesn't do enough, though. No. She's not as... It's Cersei. Um, Cersei's more... She gets stuff done. Cunning. She does stuff. She gets stuff done. Right. And I feel like Cersei is in the position, even when her husband is alive, mm-hmm. that um, she's kind of in control. Yeah. Because he's like a doofus. Yeah. And, like, they, they change that a little bit. So, presumably, um, I don't remember his name. Uh, was it Robert? Yeah. Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he... Sorry, there's a lot of Game of Thrones talk in yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. So if you don't watch it, you don't know what's happening. This is the Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> yes. We changed it. Yeah, Robert Baratheon um, is like Henry VI. Mm-hmm. And instead of... Uh, so, But Robert Baratheon's like lazy and kind of stupid and mm-hmm. just like really has to drink a lot. Like, like he did one good thing once and then... Yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> and Letting um, the fields go fallow and... Yeah, sucks. Whereas Henry VI's problem is not 
that he's like, uh, part of it's that he's stupid, but like the rest of it is that he's sickly, mm-hmm. which is the real issue. Yeah. The Hundred Years' War, like, is ending when this is happening. Sure. It's like just about to end. And so they're like, and they're like, thank goodness, because that's a war they've had also with France. Yeah. Uh, so they lost a lot of money from that. And now they have, like, a whole butt-ton of unemployed soldiers just, like, coming back who have nothing to do. That's the worst. It's the scariest thing. Mm-mm. We We know. When Japan has samurais that don't have anything to do, they just kill things. They have nothing it's to do. It's all they know how to do. You think it's bad when, like, a bunch of sports nuts, like, <laughs> get let out of a stadium? Think about, like, if... They're trained to just murder people. Yeah, and they have no, like, jobs for them. They have no jobs. All their commanders went home, too. They have nothing. I have another quote for you that says, Henry later proved to be feckless, which is feckless. a great word. Love it. And simple-minded, subject to spells of madness, <laughs> and dominated by his ambitious queen, Margaret of Anjou. Margaret. Good job, babe. Gotta get it done. Also, one of them said, all is not well in King Henry's court. <laughs> Which I'm like, thanks, Shakespeare. Thanks. Um, he had little interest in politics and was a weak ruler. <laughs> uh, that was from History.com. Yeah. And I was like, they be sassy. Ooh, sass. He's a weak boy. He's he's such a weak boy. And he is. He's, he's very, like, easily kind of pushed around by different people. Yeah. And so Margaret spends a lot of time trying to make sure they only have people around him who agree with her. Mm-hmm. Like, that the other men around to, like, chit-chat about politics are ones that are, like, listening to her. Right. No and, one's mansplaining over her. Yeah, it's like she's feeding the men around Henry information and, like, ideas so that they can tell Henry and he'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. She's, like, reverse-engineered mansplaining for her own benefit. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. And so, yeah, that's a big deal for her. It's like, everyone around wants what I want. Yes. Which is smart. Mm-hmm. And that's how the French infiltrate England. <laughs> right. <laughs> they aren't, though. She's not working for France, I will say. They, they lose almost all of their land in France. They still had land in France before this. Like, even when Joan of Arc takes over most of it, they still own, like, a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But because of Henry's just, like, laziness and just, like, doesn't care attitude, they lose, like, all of it. So it's like, great, now we don't have that. We have all these unemployed people. We have no money. It's a bad time. And so people are mad. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, corruption, of course, going on. Um, they've got huge taxes because they just had a war. And everybody's angry. And so uh, peasants from Kent uh, revolt in 1450. And that's really like the kickoff. They're led by this guy named Jack Cade. And he marches on London and presents Henry with a list of demands. It's very, like, Martin Luther style. Uh, kill him. Um, known as the complaints of the poor commons of Kent. Uh, kill him. Henry doesn't, he can't. He's a baby. Margaret, kill him. <laughs> and Henry doesn't agree to his demands. Like, he doesn't bend a knee to him, which is good. But one of the demands, uh, which concerns everyone greatly, is to recall Richard, Duke of York, from Ireland back to England. Mm. I remember the Yorks are mm. the Starks. Don't, yeah. And Dangerous. so, so England, or Ireland at this point is the north. Sure. They're way up there. The way north. It's so far away. They're way over there. Yeah. And so they're not involved in what we're doing mm-hmm. down here. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that Cade wanted was for Richard of York to come back. Because they think that Henry needs, like, help 
from someone else in the royal family. Sure. Okay. They are worried about Margaret. Okay. They However, need, they need it to be balanced. This is of like very strong concern to everyone in court. Yeah. Um, because Henry specifically worried that. Richard of York um, is behind the rebellion. Like, he told Cade to do these things. He didn't, as far as we know. Yeah. He's not actually involved. That'd be kind of smart. But, yeah, Henry thinks that it's like a schemey plot because he's... <laughs> not just a plot, a schemey plot. A schemey plot. A schemey plot. To steal his throne. You can't trust anyone named Richard in any of this. No, From never. here on out, if they're named Richard, just murder them on sight. It's bad. So, Richard of York... Um, he's the great-grandson of King Edward III. Okay. Who cares? Uh, he's related, and he has a claim. Um, and because of that, you know, they, they quash the rebellion, and uh, they, they pardon uh, most of the rebels, except for Jack Cade himself, um, who dies later because he's mortally wounded during his arrest. Mm-hmm. Who cares? However, in 14... So that was 1450. In 1452, Richard of York indeed returns to England. And he decides, it's, uh, I have a quote that says, decided his mission in life was to rid Henry of his court-corrupt advisors, particularly Edmund Beaufort, Duke of Somerset. Of course. Um, he raises an army and goes to London, declaring fealty to Henry, while also compelling him to remove Somerset from his post. And uh, Somerset stays, and he, like, is making a real good claim, like, I should be here, until... Henry succumbs to his first bout of madness oh. in 1454. That's always good when the history books are like, his first bout. First. Number um, one. And it leaves him virtually catatonic and unable to reign. Does anyone, <laughs> like, is there a more modern diagnosis? Are we still going with madness? So, uh-huh. I looked it up. Yeah. Because I was like, what is it? <laughs> Did he just, like, was it stress? Because normally, you was know, it? It, at the time, we don't know what it is. Because that's l- like... 600 years ago. Lead, his wife. <laughs> and doctors, usually from the symptoms people write down, can get like a fair estimate of what it might sure. be. Sure, yeah. Modern diagnos- or diagnostics of the king's illness tentatively identify it as catatonic schizophrenia. Ooh. Which I've never heard of before. What? I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds like one of the bad ones. It's pretty bad. <laughs> One of the sites I went to, there were some, I had some interesting sources this time. Sure. One of them was henrysixth.com. Oh, unbiased. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dot> totally. <laughs> and it was the one where I got most of the information about his illness from, like, and what it might specifically be. Sure. So he had that, um, probably, uh, and his maternal grandfather, uh, King Charles of France, suffered from reoccurring several, or severe bouts of madness also. Oh. So there's some history of it in his family, but none of his kids have any problems, and, like, seemingly none of his, like, siblings, I don't think, have any problems. Hmm. So, we don't know if it's, like, uh, genetic, or if he's just got something weird going on. Sure. But that's the guess. Um, People say it also could have been um, bipolar disorder or encephalitis. Ew. Yeah. That's when your brain's on fire. That's not good. No! Yeah, so, so history books describe him as being... Having madness, bouts of insanity, feeble-mindedness. Oh, but the, the one source wanted me to know henrysix.com. Um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, his recurring bouts of insanity, for which there is no evidence whatever. Okay. Not whatsoever. I mean. Whatever. Didn't they just say? They say history books say that. But okay. They're, they're saying they don't have, like, primary sources. Got it. I guess. Got it. Okay. But, um, sure. But everybody talks about it. It's probably true. 
Um, and like it seemingly he had he had some sort of illness at the very least. We know that. Sure. Um, and because of this, who gets to become Lord Protector of England? The other guy, Richard. Richard. Good old Ricky boy. Which uh, sucks for Margaret yeah. um, and uh, the Duke of Somerset, who is imprisoned in the Tower of London. Whoops. Which is always a good place to be. Yes. Yikes. Everything, every, that's where the party happens. However, um, so, so this seems like a good, you know, uh, stepping off point for him to become king, right? Mm. Because if, like, something bad happens to Henry, he's already basically king. Yeah. He has a claim. So Cool. Cool. However, Margaret gives birth to Henry's only son, Edward of Lancaster, mm. in 1453, which becomes a problem for Richard. Troublesome. It's hard to become king when the last king does have a legitimate son. Mm. You might be able to be in charge for a while, but that kid's going to grow up. Gotta have him murdered. Send him to the party. <laughs> Send him to the party tower. And even more unfortunate for Richard... In 1455, Henry recovers from his spell of insanity. Mm. Almost as suddenly, it says, as he yielded to it. Mm. So, not Mm. only did your brother not die and not, or not your brother, like your cousin or whatever, not die and not stay, uh, or like stay in a coma, uh, but he also has a kid now. And so now you're kind of um, useless. You're even more removed. Yeah. Great. It's so good. You're feeling better. Oh, Yeah. Uh, Yikes. Um, So Richard and his ministers are sent away, and Somerset is reinstated. So he had, like, a few, like, a couple years where he was, like, kind of important. Mm -hmm. He's, like, acting king. But they also had the queen there, too, which is the other problem. Yeah. You know? Like, if he's married and she's right there, it's like, she's not going to let you do much. Mm -mm. Because everything you say, she's going to argue with every single time. Queens get uppity. Because she's Cersei. (laughs) Queens get uppity. (laughs) Um, and 1455 is two years after 100 war- Years' War ends. Okay. So it's like the war ended and then Henry was just gone. <laughs> and then two years later, he's awake. And I'm back. Which is so weird. Is Are the taxes fixed? <laughs> Did you fix the taxes while I was asleep? Do I need to go back down for another year or so? But Richard of York isn't done. No. So he aligns with Richard Neville, Earl of Warwick. We're mm-hmm. just going to call him Warwick mm-hmm. because there's too many Richards. Um, and they march against Henry at St. Albans. I don't know what that is. Um, and they try to make some negotiations with him, but it does not work. Hmm. Uh, weird. Wonder why. Because you don't have any bargaining chips, idiot. Right. Um, <laughs> what are you bargaining with? And then they have a battle for fun. And then they battle <laughs> with cart duel. Uh, We're going to have a duel. In the streets. Like, oh. it's legit. Oh, with battle um, with a children's playing card game. And Somerset dies. Duke nice. of Somerset. Um, and Henry is wounded. Bye. Which is a problem. Hmm. So the Yorks take Henry prisoner, um, and Richard becomes Lord Protector again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at that. Oh, and weird, he's in prison and wounded. Oh, it's so strange. That's not great. See see you in the party tower. So, um, Margaret isn't an idiot, Mm. and she's worried about her and her son, so they, uh, go into exile. Yes. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Because that's not good. They no. got your husband in prison. They basically already killed him almost. Yeah. He, sometimes he just falls asleep for two years. It's bad. I know. He has like these inconvenient naps yeah. where he just like disappears. 
ridiculous. The most useless husband. I couldn't believe when it said he had bouts of mania that included becoming catatonic. I was like, what? Which? You can't be in charge if you just go to sleep and don't wake up for two years. You can't have both. Come on. (laughs) That does not look good to people in the 1400s. No. So Richard has England, technically. But Margaret's still somewhere with her kid, so that's not great. Right, that's like every, like, King Arthur fairy tale waiting to happen. It's a problem. Yeah, and so we're concerned. And Margaret uh, isn't going to just, like, sit around. Nah. So she's, like, trying to scheme um, behind the scenes, you know, and um, get an army together so she can go take... Uh, throw him back. Hell yeah, Margaret. Because technically, well, at this point, her um, husband, I don't think, is dead yet. And technically, her son is the rightful heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. So, why not? So, why not? Uh, Richard's worried, of course, so he starts getting an army, too. Um, and his army's commanded by Lord Salisbury. Delicious. Delicious steak. <laughs> They're, they gather up these armies, and then they meet for a battle. His army meets Margaret's, and her army is, like, really big, um, very well-equipped, and commanded by Lord Audley at Blore Heath. These aren't real places. Bless you. Uh, on September 23rd, 1459, in Staffordshire. Staffordshire, sorry. Staffordshire. I feel like... Staffordshire. Um, I feel like Sean Connery right now. Staffordshire. And even though they're outnumbered two to one, the Yorks win. It's funny. See, this was a thing I was saying where, like... In Game of Thrones, despite the fact that the Lannisters are technically rightfully on the throne because of marriage, um, they're kind of evil. Sure. They're definitely the bad guys. You're not, like, supposed to be rooting for most of them. And the Starks, while technically not, like, directly claimed to the throne, are the good guys. And they're, like, supposed to take over and, like make it better, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of corruption with the Lannisters, and all they care about is, like, money and stuff and power. Right. Whereas in this case, the Yorks, in my opinion, are almost always, like, in the wrong. <laughs> like, it's bad. Right. And the Lancasters, like, have the legitimate claim, seemingly. Um, On paper, seems like. Right. Which is why when they told me that Richard of York was supposed to be Ned, I was like, really? Ned is supposed to be, like, the savior guy. Sure. And he when he becomes, like, Lord Protector, you know, with his little pin or whatever, yeah. with his friend, it's like his friend is sick and he's being helpful and, like, kind. And the queen's real evil and conniving. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, she is conniving, but... She also is, like, married to him legitimately, and he's technically still king, so, like, It is interesting. Like, uh... It's strange. You you can totally see how, like, even in real life that, like, what if that was the case and, like, history just, like, rewrote itself? They're like... Yeah. And then he came, and it was nasty, and he tried to just take everything. Right. It's like, uh, I mean, history's a weird... Wibbly wobbly flappy thing. Right. And it is, it's interesting because it, it just shows you like it really depends on perspective about yeah. who are the good guys and the bad guys. And all the little things you leave out and all the yeah. things you put in. And, and I'll you tell know. you, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> Almost at all. <laughs> They're pretty terrible. So it's like, to me, it's like whatever. Right. They're pretty equally just like. They just want stuff, and they're selfish and whatever. Right. My my favorite person is Richard III, and that's mostly because of Shakespeare, and that's mostly because sure. he's very evil. Sure. 
Not because he's a good person. No. The opposite. Arguably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like easily arguably. Yes. And we'll talk about him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because guess who Sonny is? Richard II. <laughs> I think. Probably. I mean, if you or use... Or Edward's son. If you use numbers... Don't remember. He comes later. He might be Edward's son. Who cares? They're, they only have four names. So, sorry. If you wanted us to be less confused, you should have switched it up more. Come on, England. It's not just you. It's other people, too. But Anyway, um, so in this battle, too, like, post-battle, to make sure they're, like, chill, Salisbury apparently tells... Um, according to Gregory, who's like a, a dude writing stuff down. I don't think he's an actual like historian. <laughs> according to Greg. It's literally, that's what it says, <laughs> according to Gregory. Because he has like the best uh, account of this happening. But it's just like a random dude in town who wrote it down. Man. Who apparently can write. <laughs> See, this is another thing with history. Sometimes you have to rely on Greg from yeah, town. Just Greg. <laughs> um, but Salisbury like shot cannons. He paid an Augustinian friar to fire it all night in the park that was at the backside of the field. So that, like, the Lancasters would, like, keep running, basically. Because they think they're, like, being chased or, like, there's yeah. still fighting happening. Uh, when there's not. There's waste and canning fire. Fun! Um, and it's, like, dark at that point. So they, like, can't see and they don't know what's going on. And they just keep hearing firing and they're like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, and they run away. Hooray! They bravely ran away. <laughs> yes, away. so back to exile. Um, I want to talk to you about the Pope for a minute at the time. Let's talk about the Pope. So Pope Pius II um, sends Bishop Francesco Copini of Terni uh, to England mm-hmm. as the papal legate in 1459 to ask Henry VI. So this is like before this is happening. Um, he asked for assistance in a crusade against the Turks. Of course. Can you give us some people? We need help. And England is, like, literally on fire. Yeah. So he's like, no. Hey, can you spare, uh, like, anyone? Right. I'm on fire, Uh like, right now. Um, But his secondary mission is to give him, or is given to him by Francesco Sforza, who's the Duke of Milan, and he wants Henry to invade France. Mm -hmm. Could you do that for me? I love that, like, the Sforzas are, like, in here. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, just, like, everyone we know and love from Assassin's Creed just, like, shows up it at some connects. point. It all connects. It's great. That's a fun thing about, like, sometimes when you're learning history, you learn about a time period, but you'll learn about, like, a specific place in that right. time period, and you won't realize, like, all these people were alive at the same time. And then I'm like, it's great. fun. It's like, uh, I don't know, like, you watch Friends yeah. your whole life, and then you're like, wait, The Office takes place in the same universe? <laughs> It's all a crossover. What? So does Seinfeld ah. and Community. Yeah. What? It's amazing. It's all the same show. They're not though. They don't. None of those take place in the same universe. I don't no, think. but the real life does. Yes. In real life, it all takes place in the same place. Right. When I saw Joan of Arc, I was like, Yay! Yeah. And I was like, I didn't realize that because I always <laughs> learned it from the French side and not from the English side. Right. So then I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's now. And then you're like, oh, Cesare. Right, and when I've heard about the Henrys, it's always been from Shakespeare. Right. And so then it's like, oh, and then Joan of Arc takes it back. And it's like, good for her. And then it all comes together. Good for her. It all comes together. So um, there's a problem with this. And like, hey, can you invade France, Henry? (laughs) Because um, Henry's queen is um, French. Yeah. Copini comes in here and is like, hey, can we do that? And she's like, no. No. Definitely not. If you ask again, he's going to go into a coma. I promise. Right, and like, and the other thing is like, is she going to tell France? 
Right. Like, the king of France, who she's related to, mm-hmm. that, like, maybe um, people are going to come after you. Right. Like, uh, that England, or not England, Italy's trying to get England to come after you. And, like, the problem. once she has kids, that's going to be their kingdom, too, in a way. Possibly. It's going to be, like, sh- what are you doing? It's a dumb plan. Yeah. Definitely. Um... But it says, uh, Henry's French queen sent the legate away with a flea in his ear, and Copini retreated to Burgundy, nursing his bruised pride. So apparently she, like, gave him one. She punched him right in his right dick. In, right in the ear. Right in his dick ear. And she was like, hey, no. No. I'm French, you moron. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Did but you not so... think out this part of the plan? He goes to Burgundy, right? Um, but guess who he comes into contact with in Burgundy? Ron in Burgundy. Calais. Ron Burgundy. No. <laughs> with the Yorkists. <laughs> um, and the Earl of Warwick uh, is like, hey, we can help you with that. Um, we, we could do that. If you want to help us take over England, we'll do that with you. Hell yeah. And he says, okay. Hell yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a deal. And that's how the Pope is involved in the war. Yeah. <laughs> Very, like, vaguely, because it's mostly his dude, but still. Um, so they have the Battle of Ludford Bridge, which was not waged with ammunition, but a battle of wills. <laughs> but with emotions. And courage. <laughs> that's what the quote says. What? Um, in autumn of 1459, Henry and his queen uh, muster another army. Um... Which includes many York deserters now. Mm. So, like, people have been like, never mind, they suck. And he's like, yeah, come with us. And Richard of York, Salisbury, and Warwick um, all get their forces. They making me hungry. I know, right? Um, To Ludlow Bridge near Ludford. So many words, England. And they all sound like sandwiches. Shropshire. Oh, my gosh. That's like... After this, we need to go to Jimmy John's. I know. Sponsor. No. (laughs) War of the Roses sponsor. Jimmy John's. Make it your way. <laughs> Is that their catchphrase? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's Burger King. Or it's like, have it your way. Have it your way. Whatever. But what What if you want to make it your way? <laughs> you don't really make it. They make it. They make it. Uh, Jimmy way. John's mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> anyway, on the night of October 12th, um, a whole bunch of York people flee because they're scared. Of the army amassing. There's no battle, so it's just like people are scared and they run away. But it's called a battle. I don't know why. Stop. People in just all over, they don't know what to call things. No. They're like, is it a war? Is it a battle? Is it emotion? Are there many wars? Uh, is it, if it's just a bridge and people run away from it, is that a battle? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? I'm going to say, I'm not like the eminent scholar on this, okay? I read like 10 articles. So. Uh. But anyway, they run away, and Richard himself specifically flees to Ireland. Of course. So he was, like, kind of in charge, and yeah. then they were like, we're going to punch you, and he was like, gotta go. No. Nah. Even the last time they tried to punch him, he won. So yeah. it's I confusing. Don't, don't want to do it again. But Henry's still, like, in prison there. Yeah. And alive, I guess. He's hanging out. He, I think he's just napping and he helped, still. And so, he helped apparently like, raise an army. Sounds like he had another coma. <laughs> he just had a coma. Just had another light coma. Couple years? That's a a good coma. He just, it's like, he's like a hedgehog and he just like curls up when it gets scary. (laughs) Or those goats that fall over. Yeah. (laughs) He's a fainted goat. Like there's a loud sound. He's like, "Mm, no. No. Mm, I'm going to let my wife handle it. Mm, She's stronger. But of course, Richard's not done yet. No. 
This everybody once they leave is just prepping to come back. Richards aren't done till they're dead. They're just battling back into the Big Brother house. <laughs> battle back. Battle back. That's all war is, is battle back. That's true. And so, in June of 1460, uh, Richard's ally Warwick um, goes to London with thousands of men. Thousands. Thousands. Um, And they get to Henry, his army in Northampton, and they're like, we probably won't win. (laughs) That's they say that. They're like, we're not going to win. It literally says, victory seems unlikely. (laughs) They won't probably win. Just picturing, like, that guy, the guy with the horn at the front of the... The battle is like, we're probably not going to win. However, unbeknownst to Henry, mm-hmm. one of his Lancastrian commanders is a turncoat. And he Ooh. allows Warwick's men straight into Henry's camp. Just lets them walk through the gate. Ooh. Hey, hey. And so the Yorkists freaking murder them. Benedict Arnold. Mm-hmm. Do and they, they capture the King Henry, and Margaret runs away again. Because <laughs> she knows how to do. So, do, Run. They have, do they have a special name for that? Because I feel like we make such a big deal about Benedict other, like, like, Trojan horses and Benedict Arnolds, and that seems like kind of a thing, you know? It's just like being a traitor. Turncoat. I yeah. just said the word. Your coat's the other color. It's not, it's not important enough to have a trope to no. itself. I think it's just, yeah, probably Trojan horse. Yeah. Because that's essentially what he did. He just let him in. I mean, they weren't hiding, though. So yeah. I guess it's not the same. Anyway, so Henry's captured. Margaret left. And uh, Richard proclaims himself and his heirs Henry's successor. There you go. Ha! So when Henry dies, I get to be in charge, and then my kids are in charge. And if he doesn't like it, he should wake up and say so. And Henry agrees. <laughs> Because he's a sad baby. I'm just imagining them like weekend at Bernie's, like him, his head. He's <laughs> no, still, he's like, alive. I mean, he's alive. He's in a coma, though. He's, he's not in a coma. He's alive. In my, fan- in my fantasy, he's coma But he, he agrees as long as he gets to retain the crown until his death. And all I can think of is Henry became king when he was a nine-month-old baby, and he has been his entire time. He's just a baby. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do, and he's scared. And so he's just like, yeah, sure, your kids can, I don't care, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're poor kid. I just want to keep the hat. Oh, just let me do it. Put the hat. So, yeah, comparatively, this relationship to the uh, Stark Baratheon relationship, much different. Yeah. They're like friends. These guys are not friends. They're not friends. And they're related. Yeah. And so um, the agreement is passed in Parliament called the Act of Accord. Um, Margaret, however, not into this. I, I imagine she's pretty pissed. Yeah. And she's got a son who has a right to the throne. Not anymore. But she disagrees. Of course. Of course. Um, so she's like, new army! And starts working on it again. Uh, I don't know how these people raise armies so well. I don't know how you would do that. Uh, she must have money. Sure, but like, if I was going to raise an army, I'm like, what would I... You need power and you need a big purse. Right. Uh, and she probably and has, angry people. She has what you might call French connections. Wink, wink. <laughs> so um, Richard hears that she's making this army, and so he goes to defeat them to settle the matter of succession once and for all. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm sick and tired of getting <laughs> kicked out all the time. Yeah, I'm in charge. Parliament said, and this lady isn't gonna be the problem. Yeah, it's me. I win. Me, me. I'm I'm the Richard boy. I'm, I'm the, the one, one who wins. wins. 
So they have a battle at Wakefield Green near Sandal Castle. You're just making up. It, I, sounds, it sounds like it. Sound making up. <laughs> Sorry, England. But things don't work the way that Richard wants to. Um, he's killed. Bye. That's like super not the way he planned. <laughs> Bye. You made it really casual. Like that's how it was written in the quote I have. <laughs> it didn't, turn didn't out. work out as he planned. He was killed. That's literally what it says. I was quoting. Uh, he died. Yeah, that wasn't how he planned. And his severed head was put on display wearing a paper crown. That does sound like Ned, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then Cersei's, uh, and apparently um, it said that Cersei's son, or I should say Margaret's son, Mm -hmm. um, is the one who she said, what should we do with him? And he said, cut off his head. And I was like, "Mm, this reminds me of something. Mm. Bloodthirsty little man. We're of roses, we're of roses. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Our first two-episode special series. Because one just wasn't enough. It's like when you get home from school and there's an hour long instead of a 30 minute. And it's a finale. (laughs) It's not a finale, though. And it's not like that completely because those are usually back to back. We should start over, (laughs) but we won't. Anyway, it's going to be two episodes of War of the Roses because we just couldn't pack in all those facts and those fainting kings into one episode. Just couldn't, wouldn't do it. Won't do it. I refuse to do it. And this gives you two reasonably sized episodes. You're welcome. Uh, We've already had dissenters in the ranks. (laughs) (laughs) Look. I know it's Wars of the Roses, but it sounds stupid, and I disagree. Games of Thrones. I'm a historian. I have a degree. (laughs) I have decided that I think it's one war. If you've watched, read, listened to the first episode of this podcast, we say we're not experts. That's right. But war. So suck it. And if it's wars, then uh, all those dead Richards and Edwards and Henrys can rise up and smite us. Yeah, come get me, Richard. Yeah. I dare you to get through our front door. Yeah. I dare you, you to pile drive. Of bones. I dare you to try to get through traffic in Seattle. <laughs> We're being very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it may be, in my opinion, only one War of Roses, but it is the episodes of the roses. Of the war. Of, of the, the roses. War, the wars of the roses. Of the game of roses. Of the thrones. It's not games of roses, it's, I will point out. It's the games Game? of the wo- thrones war. of the wars. Roses. Of the rose. Yep. Bye. Dun, 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 See you dun, next time. War of Roses. War of Roses. Bye.